everybody. Welcome to Our Healing Voices podcast episode 22. Um, I'm Aaron Lehman, your host. I'm excited to be here today with Alex Salamone and really pumped, man, to drop in today. Um, those of you who are brand new to the podcast or the YouTube channel, um, the vision here is we all have voices to share. And um, I, you know, for some reason, I think that culturally, maybe we've, we've lost that awareness. And so for me, I want, I, I feel like this, the thing I get so excited about is hearing all the unique voices. Um, I think we all have stories to share that can really, if we heard somebody else's story, I just think the empathy would grow inside. You know, when we hear, when we hear what other people have been through, what other people are walking through, it really helps us to just like, look in the mirror at ourselves with greater gentleness, honestly. And so it's like, so that's what one of the reasons I launched this thing, because I'm like, holy moly. And the fact that every time I go to a coffee shop, I want to drop in with pretty much everybody in the building. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I want to know, are they happy? Are they, you know, feeling good? Are they stressed out? What's stressing them out? You know, I'm like, just a curious, curious kid. I feel like that's a, I feel like curious George sometimes. Um, <laughs> when it comes to people just want to know stories so I'm really excited to hear your voice today Alex and then the healing piece um, for me on the body mind spirit wellness journey um, that I've been more actively engaged over the last like 15 years um, kind of back in 2006 is when I started massage school post-college I started reading all these books about like dude um like cloud gazing again those of you who are first time listeners i don't know i read it in a book and the idea was that i could look at a cloud and if i focused my energy the cloud would dissipate and disappear and <laughs> so this is the sort i started reading books like that and then nice. um started teaching high school for five years and and was just um, amazed at all the stories that we're, we all have and was really motivated like wow, I've got some shifts I need to make if I want to get there, you know? And um, I think a lot of us have these different dreams, goals, hopes for ourselves when we're younger and then life happens and things kind of, you know, can deter us and block us. And so I feel like this body, mind, spirit, wellness world, these conversations where we're going to get to hear Alex drop in You've got those of you who have been been on the podcast before. You've heard other folks drop in about their own healing journey, um, and we're all unique. We're all choosing different different pieces uh, to you know to help heal ourselves and to help heal the world. Um, and so, yeah, I just want us to know we're not alone. You know, I want to know I'm not alone. I think that's part of it. I'm like, dude, I want to know what other people are healing right now. You know, and what they're walking through. And I want a listener, our listeners to know, hey, you got this, <laughs> you know, like we can do this, like you're not in it alone, right? So um, welcome to those of you who are first timers, those of you who have been around a while. Um, thanks for being back. Thanks for all your support and just encouragement uh, because I'm stoked. I'm stoked to see, uh, see what we're going to learn today as we get to know Alex better and, um, and hear more about his journey thus far. So let's start there, Alex. Um, you know, you are a beautiful dude, a beautiful dude with a, with a heart, with a heart for helping others, you know? Thank you so much, Aaron. As, as I've, as I've read, and let me just introduce you to, to those, to others. Like, um, Alex is a life coach. He's supporting lots of people right now. Um, and he didn't start a life coach. He, well, I think he's been a coach for many years. Um, in all parts of his journey, but yeah. this life coaching thing that he's doing now is newer, it's fresher, and he's bringing all of his experiences from immigrating to the United States at a young age. He'll share more about that um, to adjusting, you know, with English as a second language and that whole path, and then joining the Marine Corps and serving, serving the United States for six years. And then being in the reserves here over the, after that, working at Google, mm -hmm. challenging times, broke times, successful mm -hmm. times. Anyway, 
I'm just pumped to have you here and excited to hear more about your journey, man. So why don't you just drop us in what like, uh, as you kind of look back, and if you want to go back to the beginning, you know, you're all of all, a little bit more and tell us more about that. That'd be awesome. And if there are Absolutely. a few specific pieces that you want to like drop into deeper and kind of tell us more about your healing, healing journey up till now. I'm excited. Excited to hear you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much, Aaron, uh, for having me. I feel honored um, to be a part of your, this beautiful thing you've created. Um, it's, it's a beautiful idea. It's a beautiful energy. And, and I love the meaning behind it. And you, you, I can feel it. And it just shows the passion that you have. And it's a powerful thing. And I just want to share with you and, and everyone who's listening right now, my gratitude for this incredible opportunity to share my voice and to have, um, you know, to be able to have this connection with you listeners and with you. And you're such an incredible man. And, and I am very honored to, to be able to do this. So thank you again for having me as your guest. Um, and I'm super excited to be sharing uh, my, my story, my journey, my thoughts, and uh, in hopes to help whoever's listening to right now. You know, I know and believe, I know and I believe that we are, everything happens for a reason in this world. And if you are listening to this, there's a message here for you. And I hope that Aaron and I can deliver that um, for you. And it can be a benefit for you. It can help you and give you encouragement to have a fulfilling and empower, empowering life. Mm. So thank you again. Yeah, man. And uh, I'll get started. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, um, Aaron just he pretty much hit the head in the nail. Pretty good summary there of my life. Um, I was born in Argentina and uh, grew up pretty, pretty humbly, uh, pretty poor. And uh, to the point where, you know, I remember at one point my father decided to, to move to a farm and we were, we were not farm folks, but we, we were going to be farm folks. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, we moved into this small little hut. This is pretty much what I remember it being. It was a really small room and it had two bedrooms a really small bedroom. It was a bedroom where my parents slept and it was a bedroom where my, myself and my brothers and sisters slept um, and then a tiny little kitchen area. And we didn't have a running shower. So I remember my mom would boil water on a giant pot, right? And we would go outside and that's how we were, we would bathe. So, wow. you know, when I tell you we grew up poor, you know, it was... Yeah. It was uh, pretty poor. <laughs> yeah, simple, simple, simple. Yeah, very, very simple. Um, but you know what, though, Aaron, uh, those those memories would would play a huge impact and a benefit as as later years came into my life, and you'll be able to connect those dots as I share more. Mm -hmm. But just to give you a little idea, that's how that's how I grew up in Argentina. I'm the, the oldest out of five total kids. I have two brothers and two sisters. We're a big family. Um, and yeah, so grew up in Argentina, migrated to the United States in 1999. And we were excited, you know, but at the same time, a little nervous. It was first time being in an airplane, first time flying for so long mm -hmm. um, and going to a new place, a new home. And, uh, you know, my father, he and my mom, they both sold everything and I remember like I was wondering why like I don't I didn't understand it as a kid mm -hmm. why we were getting rid of everything um but yeah we migrated to the United States in 1999 and uh, I lived in Florida for for a little bit and I thought wow what an amazing place what a beautiful place this country is and it was so different and I don't know if you for those of you who have traveled to different countries and to hear a foreign language, right? You, it sounds like noise, but it's it's kind of like cool because it sounds so interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just imagine just hearing all this noise essentially, but not understanding any of it. And as a kid, it was it was something that was very unique experience, and I'll never forget it. And it really just it was an overwhelming experience of 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 a new place, of new people, of uh, of new sounds and new experiences in itself. Um, but then we moved to Utah because my father didn't like Florida. It was a little for his liking. It was, it was a bit too 
busy for a big family. He was looking for something more chill, a little bit more calm. Mm -hmm. So we moved to Utah, completely different, you know, so, uh, <laughs> ecosystem, um, <laughs> culturally and, and uh, in itself, the first time seeing snow, this and that. So all these experiences, right? Well, my father, when we first came to the United States, um, he worked all the time. So he worked from Monday through Saturday and only had Mondays off. And I would never see him during the week because he worked from the morning, six in the morning, and he wouldn't get home until like 10 or 11 p.m. So he worked a lot. My mom was a stay-at-home mom with five kids. And, um, you know, it was, you add all those elements of being in a new place and, and learning a new language and all those things. So it was, it was a lot. It was a lot for everybody. And I experienced, I had a hard time going to school at first because I didn't understand people and like I felt isolated and um, I wanted to communicate. I didn't have any friends. You know, there was a few uh, kids from, from uh, Latin America or Central America, like from Mexico and, and things like that, um, that I would talk to, but it was, it was very difficult. And unfortunately, my parents had a real, real problem with um, communication and they didn't grow up with the best habits. Um, so there was a lot of friction between them. Mm -hmm. And my mom, you know, she suffered from depression that we didn't even know about. And she had, she had bipolar. She was bi diagnosed with bipolar later on. So coming home was, was not pleasant. As being the oldest, you know, it was, uh, everything was my fault and uh, it, it was tough. You know, you, you go to school, you don't have friends and you feel like you don't understand anything. You're kind of just sitting there and then you feel isolated and you're not the cool kid essentially. Because, um, you know, we were just got to this country. We didn't have a lot of money. To, so I didn't have all the clothes, all the fancy stuff that all the other kids did. Mm -hmm. And then I came home and then my mom was really, really, uh, mentally uh, and physically abusive, right? So it was a lot. It was a lot. And I, from a very young age, I was in a kind of a dark place, right? Of trying to understand like why, why, why are things so negative? It felt so negative. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had a lot of anger inside of me. And I was, that anger was going to continue to go through my life because I, I didn't deal with it. Right. I didn't know where it stemmed from. Mm -hmm. um, but so that's a little idea there. Um, I know that I covered a lot, you know, growing up in Argentina and then coming to the U S there was those challenges, right. Very personal things that were happening mm -hmm. as growing up as a, as a kid and as a teenager and just trying to figure out life, trying to figure out yourself. It was an additional uh, pressure that that it was crappy at home and it was not that great at school so it was life just didn't feel that great even as a kid yeah. so I started to really uh, you know get into fights because I had all this anger and my dad same thing when I saw him on the weekend on, on Sundays he was very strict and he wanted me to do chores and uh, uh, he was very hard on me and he was also mentally and physically abusive. Mm -hmm. So I had all this anger and I would get into fights and I started to just, I was known for that. I was just getting into a lot, a lot of fights. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up very uh, rebellious, right? I was very rebellious and, and just angry child. Very, very angry kid. Mm -hmm. So I, at the age of 17, I moved out of the house because I just couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. There was a, um, I had a huge argument with my father and I pretty much ever since then, I've been on my own at the age of 17. And I was living in my car, my little car, because I didn't have nowhere to go. Um, a little Honda Civic, 1989 Honda Civic DX. And I just stuffed everything in there. And I lived there for, I think like four to six months. And it was very very challenging i was very sad i was I remember crying all the time and feeling very lonely and uh i i really went to some dark dark times and dark places during during all of all of these years because um, that happened around the age of yeah 17 
Um, but then this independence grew, right? Of saying, you know what? I have to survive. I have to eat. I have to, you know, I'm on my own now is what I felt like. So I started to just, get, I, I, got, I got a job and I still was in high school. So I was still going to school and I would shower in the gyms and just doing everything I could just to, just to make it. Yeah. Um, and eventually, you know, um, things got better with my, with my family, with my father in particular. Um, and we fixed things up there and things, I was in a much better place and I started to really get my things together, right. My act together. Mm -hmm. And I went to, after high school, uh, I didn't want to go to college. I felt like I wasn't ready for that. So I went and lived in England for six months and and I was, I came back because I had family in Italy and in England. Um, and I came back to, to visit. Um, and uh, I was like, you know what? I kind of miss home being the U.S., being home. Um, and I think I'm just going to stay. So I stayed and I felt such huge gratitude for everything that this amazing country has. I felt like, wow, like this country has given me so much. I had a moment of reflection and I was uh, 19 years old at this time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I felt really grateful for everything that's given to my, to me and my family. And even though I had gone through a lot of struggles, as you just heard, mm -hmm. I, there was so much that was given so much opportunity and such a better lifestyle that this country has given to myself and my family. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to do something for this country. And that's when the seed grew of wanting to serve this country. Mm -hmm. So um, I said, well, I think I want to join the armed services. So I went to the army recruiter, talked to them. Okay. I went to the Navy recruiter, talked to them. Okay. And then I went to the Marine Corps office and that was such a unique experience. Um, and I'm not going to go too much into detail with that, but Essentially, I was like, wow, this, this is me right here. These, are, these guys are the best, you know, and it's mm -hmm. the longest boot camp and the toughest. And it's just, yeah, that's what I want. I want to be a Marine. I want to serve this country and doing it in the best way that I can. Mm -hmm. So long story short, I said, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I went and I told my parents and they were not happy. You know, this was, this was in 2000 and nine 2008 or so um um and you know we were still at war and things were very active in the middle east and so a lot of it was out of fear and they were just like man why can't you just do something normal <laughs> you know for them it's like why do you always have to be doing crazy things uh -huh. um but yeah i was like well this is what i want to do i want to serve this country and this is how i want to do it Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of ways you can, you can do that, of course, but that, this is the way I wanted to do it. So because I got into a lot of fights and I had a little bit of a, you know, of a, a juvenile record um, that I'm not proud of, but I'm going to, it's the truth. Yeah. I needed some waivers and I needed some, they were like, you know, you're, we want you, but <laughs> you, have a, you have a quite the past my friend so i needed a letters of recommendation this and that and they're like um you it will help if you go to college so i went to college full-time and i paid for it myself i was doing like 15 credits and had a full-time job and a part-time job wow. uh, so i was like just overwhelmed with 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 all of these challenges that were presenting themselves to me but i said i'm not going to give up Mm -hmm. no matter what this is what i want and i'm gonna go for it and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep showing up until they tell me you can't join and i never said that they just kept raising up the bar and i kept chasing that bar and meeting it mm -hmm. so it took me about a year two years to join the marines finally i was able to join the marine corps and it wasn't like everybody else that went to the office signed up a piece of paper a contract and they were good they really i had to work for it and it really tested my true desire of wanting to join. So I went to boot camp, made it through, and that is when I think the next level of what I call like, you know, leveling up in life and knowledge and self 
understanding and things like that came mm-hmm. to me. Um, I was uh, 20 years old and uh, it's just, I got to know myself at a whole new, deeper level, you know, not only just from what I was capable of doing, but mentally, mm-hmm. you know, the Marine Corps boot camp. for those of you who are familiar with it, it's very, it's tough, but it's also, it's very hard. It's not, it's, we have the toughest boot camp out of all branches and the longest. Mm-hmm. There's no outside contact allowed. Like many other branches allow it. There's no cell phones, nothing. You just communicate via letters for three months and you get treated like crap. <laughs> From the day you arrive until you graduate, uh, you earn the title of becoming a U.S. Marine. It is not given. You have to earn it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember having moments, you know, they break you down and they build you up, essentially. I remember having moments of, where I would cry and I would be like, wow, I'm so grateful for my family and I'm, and I'm really miss them. And, you know, if you do things right, you got yelled at for doing things right. There's no empathy. There was no like, Oh, good job. Like none of that, mm-hmm. none of that existed. Mm-hmm. So they really wanted to break you down and build you a really uh, tough and strong individual. Mm-hmm. And so that was a newborn moment for me where I got to deal and heal from a lot of things, a lot of anger that I had and a lot of things of that nature, because I was ultimately challenged and I, uh, in, in a way that, um, that was very emotional and, and very, uh, mental. Mm-hmm. And I, but I wanted this more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I graduated and I made it through boot camp. I was very proud. Um, then continue my journey in, 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 onto the Marine Corps, into the School of Infantry. Um, I ended up leaving the Marine Corps as a forward observer. Um, that was my MOS 0861, and I was a sergeant and did a lot of things, everything I wanted to do and more. I was part of a specialized unit, and I got to work with SEALs teams and, and Rangers, uh, Army Rangers, and SF guys and all that. Um, and I was challenged every single day. Every single day I would go, I was challenged um, to grow, whether it's a school that I went to or you know, the individuals I was with. And as I grew into, into the Marine Corps more and more and more, and I picked up more rank, uh, I became a leader. And uh, uh, with responsibilities of people's lives and also understanding people from the Midwest and people from the East coast, the city boys and the country boys and having to lead them and respect you on a very alpha driven place really also forced me to really understand people really take the moment to get to know my guys, get to know uh, where they came from, how they communicate, what's effective, what's not effective. And I really learned so much from my time in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. so we'll take a little pause there in case yeah. you have any questions but oh, yeah. that's pretty much if you have already get an idea of like that's what's happened right to up to that moment um of as far as growth and as far as the journey that it's that it's been uh up to that moment yeah. and how all of that has really connected and played with one another and in, in many ways oh man i mean i'm i'm loving i'm loving your sharing right now um okay this is this is heaven for me just hearing okay, cool. right and i mean for me it's um we just don't know what other people have walked through you know and as i'm listening to you i'm just like holy moly like what is you know this is real like you're rea- this is real you know i think mm-hmm. we sometimes it's like you know you see movies and you're like oh that that character has it rough or that character's been through some stuff you know uh, or we're going through our own stuff but to, like as you're sharing it's like yeah I mean I just have a lot of um, love and empathy for just you know what you walked through younger years I cannot imagine coming here to the states and like English being difficult home life being challenging extreme it sounded sounds like extremely challenging it's like Anyway, um, 
as I'm thinking about, so up until that point, you know, you talked about the Marines being a big shifter for you. There was also some, um, you know, in your, when you left the home and you were like looking in the mirror, kind of looking in, in the, gym, the gym mirror and like, okay, where do mm-hmm. I, what do I want to, where am I headed next? You were getting in touch with that. Were there any, um, any like specific mentors during, you know, like that, Mm-hmm. It gave you a little glimpse of what may be di- like a different world that you were like, I don't know. Not, not necessarily, I mean, it could be somebody, you know, a famous person that you were like, I don't like, we're like, wow, I, I choose to create a different world than what I was raised in or what I've walked through. Were there any specific people that like gave you hope? Like, was it, was it Marine Corps folks? Was it somebody in your, in high school that, you met that like talked to you a certain way and it spoke to you or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, anyway. oh, that's a great question. Yeah. So I think my uncle, you know, my uncle, he, he was the only adult figure that I had um, that really guided me and really saw the potential that I had as an individual and w- wanted to show me the, what I was capable and the opportunities that lived within this universe. Right. And so when I lived in England, I lived with him and he, you know, uh, showed me all the beautiful things about life. And, you know, he said, you know already what it feels like to be poor or what it feels like to struggle and all these other things that I want to show you this side of, of life too, that this too can be part of your life. Mm. And so when I lived in England for those six months, you know, it was, like he was very wealthy and he really showed me what that felt like and what that lifestyle looked like. You know, we had, um, we had, you know, dinner with the Royal family and we just, there was a lot of really unique experiences uh, that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And so that was having that opportunity, yeah. right. Was something that was a unique experience, but if you even take away all of the money stuff, right. He taught me something very, very, very important is that anything is possible and anything is reachable because he too came from humble beginnings and he made it to where he had to to where he was at the moment. Um, And so he just wanted to to show me that anything was possible and that that I was smart and that I was capable and that I was able to really manifest anything that I wanted to. Mm. So I think he was someone that really uh, gave me a glimpse at a very young age of for a short amount of time mm-hmm. of what life could be like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Cause you know, like those, um, those specific mentors, that's so awesome that he was able to show up in that way and, and uh, be, be an example of, of anything is possible. Cause I think that that's a, a message. I feel like a lot of us, by the time we get to 12 or 13, like dreams are, dreams are starting to like fade. Right. And you're like, yeah, probably not going to play professional. Mm-hmm. Soccer. You know, like these, the dreams kind of just start falling by the wayside. And then we're like, well, just suck it up and get a, get a real job for the next 40 years. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of, if that feels like what we're kind of sold. And so yeah. it's really beautiful when you have a mentor or somebody that says like, Oh, do you, you got it in you, <laughs> you know, like you, you have it in you, you have that potential inside of you. So, so cool that, yeah. that he was able to show up in that way for you. So that, yeah, yeah that, was really. a question, that was a question I had. And then, um, yeah, I mean, so the Marine piece, it sounds like you were able to, um, that, that, the, the leadership stuff that you were able to step into as a Sergeant and like working, you, you mentioned like working with, gents from all over the place right where you're like okay city mm-hmm. boys they like they're not responding to that that doesn't really work right. you know like learning how to communicate mm-hmm. in a way that was impactful and effective um yeah what huge huge opportunity that was for you um and it sounds like you just went after it right you know I yeah. mean, you know you went after that um so yeah. What's that? Yeah. What after, after the Marines, you know, where, where'd you go from there? Like what, so you did the six, did six years anyway. Yeah. So I did, I did four years active duty. Um, and 
and uh, two in the reserves. And uh, during my active duty time, uh, I was stationed at Camp Pendleton in California. Um, it's for those of you who don't know, it's by San Diego area. Um, and then uh, I loved it there. I was like, wow, I really love the Marines. And I, I was actually supposed to stay in the, um, in the active duty sector, but they lost my package, my reenlistment package. And this is like, this is a cool story. I'll, I'll briefly touch yeah, on it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm a lifer. I love the Marines. I'm going in a good way. Like I have a, you know, great record and, and, and everything um, that I've, that I've done. So like, I want to stay, you know, and I was in the process of transitioning to a more of a intense um, sector Yep. And right before, uh, a few months before it was time for, for me to do my reenlistment, I went to check in and I was like, hey, I noticed that, uh, you know, I haven't heard back from you, from you guys. And I was just curious, like, you know, how does this go? I thought we were supposed to be doing like more paperwork. Mm-hmm. And long story short, they lost my package. Yeah. And my battalion commander, you know, he called Quantico, Virginia, and it was just the headquarters of the Marine Corps. And there's like, look, there's nothing we can do. All the boats spaces have closed because basically that's how it works. You have to get accepted to, be, to re-enlist, mm-hmm. but also you have to, there's only a certain amount of spaces because they got people enlisting in like outside people. And then there's folks who already are in. Mm-hmm. And so they have a certain amount because of the schools um, that they can fill in. Right. Yeah. And there was no more boat spaces. So he tried his best because, you know, he had a lot of respect for me and the type of Marine I was mm-hmm. uh, that uh, uh, he tried his best, but they're like, I'm sorry, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. So that really, that really was difficult for me because I was, a, I was a really good Marine. I had a, an amazing record and I was one of the top tier one performer, which is really, really rare. Yeah. And I felt like a slap in the face right? Because this is what I wanted to do. And they pretty much say, well, you only have two options. You can either A, just get out uh, or uh, three, actually. It was A, get out, B, and listen to an opening MOS, Mm -hmm. which would mean change jobs. And all the opening ones were non-combative jobs that I did not want to do. I did not want to be a mail clerk, clerk. I didn't want to do laundry or any of those things. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. For those who have, it just it wasn't for me. Yep. Um, so they're like, or third, you can enlist in the Marine Corps or reserves mm-hmm. and, you know, eventually get back again into the active duty if you want. And there's an opening that you can try out to be in, in Anglico, which is a specialized unit. Um, so I thought about it long and hard and I went on the, on the reserve route. Mm-hmm. And why I, th- I say it's funny is because the universe is always looking out for us. And that right there, that pinnacle moment changed my life forever, wow. Aaron. And you're gonna, it led me to the point of being here now. Yeah. Because if I was in the active duty right now, we wouldn't be having this conversation and I wouldn't be a life coach and so on and so forth. I wouldn't be right. able to help as many people as I, as I, as I have and, and want to, to continue mm-hmm. to help. Yeah. So, yeah, so that happened and uh, you know, getting out of the Marine Corps was really tough. I, I dealt with a lot of depression. Um, getting back into the civilian s- sector was really difficult for me. I started going back to college or to school, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a hard time with the, 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 the kids that were going there. You know, I felt like I was one of the older guys and, you know, I had this, I was hardwired and thinking like a Marine. And, uh, you know, I just, I had to learn how to socialize again, like a normal person. I know this sounds strange, no, uh, but on top of that, uh, I was going through some, you know, what I later found, found out was like PTSD mm-hmm. and separating. It was really tough for me. Uh, so I had anxiety and depression. And at the time I was married and my, I, my ex-wife decided to leave me mm-hmm. she could I was in a very dark place she didn't know how to help me and she had her issues too mm-hmm. so uh that added to already me feeling really in a dark place 
And uh, I, she took everything because one time I had gone on a trip and uh, um, to, to Vegas to just, we were separated mm -hmm. and she didn't like that. So I came home and she just emptied my bank account, all the other stuff. And uh, I had nothing. Mm -hmm. I was back to square one, not even one, zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm separating from the Marines. I went from being up here, a sergeant, respected all this other stuff, to then struggling in life in general, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, mm -hmm. dealing with a lot of different things emotionally. And now, you know, feeling like, like I was broken. Mm -hmm. And because my, my wife didn't want to be with me, didn't know how to help me. Yeah. Um, so that drove me into a really, really deep depression, like really deep depression. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I'm telling you all this is because it's going to be very important. Because uh, I was, I started drinking, you know, I was drinking a bottle of whiskey a day. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wanted to be numb because I, I had so many emotions. And uh, finally, one day I decided, I woke up and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done living like this. What are you doing? Yeah. It's time to change. It's time to, to change your life. Okay. Mm -hmm. You didn't come this far to just throw it all away. So I threw all the alcohol away. You know, I stopped taking the medication that was messing with me. I felt, mm -hmm. um, and I started to deal and feel my emotions mm. and there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of release. There was a lot of anger that came out, but it was all, I was learning myself all over again in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I was healing subconsciously with the pain that was, that was there from, from the divorce and also from everything else that happened while I was in the Marines. Mm -hmm. And I just dealt with myself. That is so important. I'm going to say it again. I dealt with myself in a positive way in a loving way, mm -hmm. in a, uh, uh, a way that was constructive and was positive. It was giving me positive results. Mm -hmm. And the process of it was, was painful at first. It was, you know, I was, like I said, I was very lonely. I remember going to Laguna Beach and um, sitting there and for hours and just crying. I was so sad. Um, very, very sad. And I, I, I had taken on so much responsibility of things that were not my fault. And that we do that so often as human beings and we don't, we beat ourselves up, especially when we are down. Mm -hmm. And so instead of doing that, I started to lift myself up and forgive, mm -hmm. forgive myself, forgive others. And I started to really embrace love, embrace this possibility of living life mm -hmm. and embrace the fact that my brothers who I've lost in the Marines couldn't be there, but I had an opportunity every single day. I have new fresh opportunity mm -hmm. to do things differently. Mm -hmm. I had that, that was gifted to me every single day. Mm -hmm. And it would be selfish of me to not take those opportunities mm -hmm. and to do something different. Mm -hmm. right yeah. so that's begun my my healing journey yeah right and surprisingly you know when you're up down here you're at this lower vibrational field everything is negative if, if you're negative inside your outside world becomes negative mm -hmm. and as i started to heal and believe in myself and remember everything that i have gone through and to be strong and to be brave and to just like let go and and really just forgive mm -hmm. as my vibration started to rise right and as the vibration started to rise the door started to open mm -hmm. and my world became more positive flowers became more beautiful the skies became more beautiful the air in my face became more real more fresh and more grounding and i felt like i was born again and i'll never forget that because mm -hmm. it was a choice one choice that I made in deciding that I was no longer going to be living like that. I was no longer going to be feeling the way I was feeling mm -hmm. and to heal. So 
as that journey began, um, you know, I was going to school and I was studying sociology because I loved understanding people. And, and uh, you know, it, would, it was I learned so much about my family and other things that I didn't know about. And I was almost done with sociology. And my professor was like, hey, do you can I pull to your side? You're one of my top students. And I just wanted to let you know, I know you're a little older. Like, what do you plan on doing with this degree? And I said, I don't know. I just love it. Yeah. Um, she said, well just so you know, you need at least a minimum of a master's degree or a doctor if you want to do anything meaningful with this degree in, in the realm of sociology. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay, that's a lot of school. Right. Okay, thank you for letting me know that. So I went home and I thought about it and I'm like, I don't really, I'm not, it doesn't align with what I want right now. Mm-hmm. So I shift, switch my major to business with emphasis on marketing. And that's how I got into Google, right? Uh, that journey began because I met somebody and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to school for this. And via networking, um, my good friend, Ben, Benjamin, he opened the opportunity for me to go to an agency in Los Angeles to, uh, to get to know different, different verticals, uh, uh, d- different departments, you know, social media, paid search, you know, analytics, so on and so forth. So I would have a better understanding of what the marketing field looked like because I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I just knew that it was a good um, degree, good. um, You can get a lot of jobs with it. So Mm -hmm. anyways, um, I talk a lot. (laughs) This is, this is what I, this is what I love, man. So you're doing, you're doing awesome. And uh, I mean, I want to, I want to also just breathe on that. Just, just, freaking proud of you man just the you know the courage you. The, you know when you were sharing about just <laughs> sitting there on the beach and just crying you know it's like i could see you you know i could see you there and you you've been there you know and just what a what a gift to know like to be hearing your story right now that you've just consistently over time just have continued to say you know what this is a gift like i'm waking up and this is a gift what can I do with this gift that I have? And so I just, thanks for sharing all that. I mean, that was powerful, just powerful. So, and then, yeah, this shift into sociology, curiosity, marketing and business stuff, and then Google connections and that networking that starts to happen. You ended up landing a gig with Google at some point, mm-hmm. at some point in that, in the coming months or whatever yeah. after that. Yeah, it was a year after working. Uh, I got the job. I told my friend, I'm like, hey, I want to work for Google. That's my ultimate goal. He's like, well, you need at least five more years of experience. I said, ah, give me one year. I'll do it. And then I did it six months and uh, I got the job. That's awesome. <laughs> and what was it? It was just, uh, just relationships, relationships and just confidence and just saying like, this is, I, I choose this. Or what, what do you feel like was the, what allowed the door to so, open? Yeah. What it was is remember I told you guys at the very beginning that all of this would connect from mm-hmm. the time that I was, how I grew up in Argentina being poor, right? And here it is right here. All throughout all my journey thus far up to before Google, I had learned one key important element mm-hmm. and that was to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Believe that anything is possible, but feel it. Don't think that you can do it, but feel that you can do it and be determined, be passionate, be driven, and don't look out for opportunities, but create your own opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so I think that really was, was that mentality that anything was possible, you know, and that no matter what, I was going to find a way, Mm -hmm. I was going to find a way. And and by just believing and being myself and being really true, in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. And then you got to, you got to Google and, and at some point you started to look in the mirror and be like, is this, <laughs> is this, what, yeah, is this what I'm going to do? You know, 15, 20 plus years. Is this world, is this where I want to drive my stake and keep living this world in this world? And what, yeah, what was, what was that? Tell, tell us more about the shift into from there to now, like, you know, like what's, what's that been about? What's that? Uh, anyway, I'm, yeah, you're, I'm loving, loving listening to you. 
Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'll make it quick. Yeah. And that is that uh, I, I came to realize, like I had, I was making great money working for my dream job, what I thought at the time and everything that I wanted, I got mm -hmm. right. Um, but there was one minor issue mm -hmm. or I should say two, to be fair. Yeah. One, there was, I felt like I had no balance. Okay. I felt like I was in the large customer sales team, which was, it's, it's sales, right? So, you know, um, basically my book, I, I had a book of 200 plus million dollars that I oversaw and um, I needed to grow that book. Right. So it was very like kind of greedy in a way. Okay. A little bit in, in yeah. my opinion, of course, this is, I love Google. I think it's a great company. Yeah. Uh, but it was just for me, it was a little bit of that. And I was like, what impact am I making in the world? Right. There's that thing that came up. And then secondly was, you know, I feel like this career path is extremely demanding with something that I'm not passionate about. Mm -hmm. I wasn't passionate about, you know, selling ads uh, basically what we did, um, you know, and, and really just, it wasn't something like I liked it. That's why obviously I got, I got good at it. That's why I got to that point, but I never had a passion for it. I saw an opportunity and I took it, you know? Um, but I came to realize that I wasn't really passionate about it. So there's that. And I said to myself, where do you see yourself in, you know, five years from now? Mm -hmm. Are you happy? Do you feel fulfilled? You know, the money is there. That's great and all, but is not everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So the stress was pretty hardcore and the demand was pretty hardcore. And I, to me, it was, it was not worth it. Yeah. So I said, great. Well, what do I do now? You know, I thought I reached my, my dream job and I'm realizing that this is just not it. Mm -hmm. So what, what now, you know, I'm 30 years old at that point. Like what? <laughs> yeah. So I had to do some digging and I, I went back to my roots and really just, I stopped looking at the money and all that stuff. And I said, what am I passionate about? Mm -hmm. Like, like really, what do, what am I absolutely passionate about that I could just do all day and feel like it's not even a job that I just enjoy. Right. And it took me some time to dig and I created this technique mm -hmm. on how to kind of map it out mm -hmm. and i discovered that it was helping people yeah that when i was in the marines that was it that's why i loved it one of the many reasons why i loved it so much was because i get to let people let people and and watch them grow and and some of these just kids coming off high school mm -hmm. teaching them and watch them become men and um and then before that helping motivating people and like helping them see what their potential were, just how I was, you know, shown that once, once upon a time in my life. Mm -hmm. And I had realized that I've been helping people all this time. Mm -hmm. And I just was doing it because I, I without thinking about it, and people yeah. would call me when they had issues and things like that. Yeah. So I was like, well, what, what, what do I do with this? Do I become a psychologist? Not really my style. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I didn't even know what a life coach was until I, I ran into it mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's it. That's mm -hmm. it. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so I started to discover bravery was born. It's called bravery life and health consulting mm -hmm. bravery, because you have to be brave to want to grow, to want to face your fears, to want to face your pain and face all of the things that are blocking you from becoming at your full potential. You have to be brave. Mm -hmm. but with nobody else but yourself and so that's where the name comes uh, bravery and it just started as a side thing i was doing while i was working at google and the more i hone in into it the more i felt like i need to just leave google i just need to leave i can't wait until i can leave until finally i said you know what i'm done mm -hmm. like that's it i'm gonna figure it out i'm not gonna fight the universe anymore yeah and i'm just gonna go for it and figure it out so I left mm -hmm. with no, like, I wasn't making any money from bravery. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was going to work out mm -hmm. or anything like that, but I just said, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. And you felt it. 
it was just you I felt it. You were like, I, yeah. And just said, I said to myself, if I've gone this far by just liking, liking things, right? By just learning things. Imagine how far I can get when I'm passionate about something. I said, Alex, you can do anything. Don't forget that. And so I did. And here we are. We're still on this beautiful journey. And um, that's a very long-winded oh, life story of, oh, of mine. Dude, that's, so, that's so good, though. That's the, uh, and I love that piece there at the end is you're just like, you were successful at these other pieces. You've been, you know, you've been creating success over the last decade, you know, decade-ish or whatever, you know, like since you left the house, like since you left your family's mm-hmm. house, right? You yeah. Success. And there was this, but and the Google piece, like you became good at it, but it, you said the mm-hmm. stress levels were high and the passion, you just were like, oh, I'm not sure I can lock into that. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, it just didn't necessarily vib- vibrate in the same way, like this, the coaching that you're doing now, like you said, you, when you get to walk through a day, mm-hmm. have a session with somebody, have a coaching session with somebody and you're like, wait, that was, that was my job. That was work. Yeah. You know, cause you're like, just, just showing up and, and, uh, listen, give them, giving them guidance and everything. What's, um, just cause I'm, I'm curious, you know, cause I think that we always, you know, a lot of times on the, the episodes we're talking about, there's just so many modalities of what, you know, wellness, right. I've, I've, mm-hmm. you know, listened to you a lot this morning. I was like cruising through a bunch of your, a lot of your TikTok videos and, um, you know, I know you have a lot of specific habits that mm-hmm. help you show up daily. Um, I would be curious if you wouldn't just mind sharing just a few, like, you know, even I thought it was amazing this, you know, you, this morning you sent me a, a, a text and you were like, um, you just even like, so you talked about social media in the evening. So anyway, just some of those pieces that are like so critical and crucial, I, you know, is like, mm-hmm. What, what are some of those habits that you're choosing regularly that's, that are allowing you to, you know, to feel this passion, to feel confident, you know, coaching is, is a, is a journey, right? I mean, it's not, it's not a cakewalk. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, I think receiving coaching is for everybody, but like being a coach is maybe not for everybody. You know, it takes, it takes bravery for sure. How are you, how are you, what are you doing daily to keep yourself, in that, in that mindset, in that, in that place of like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to, you know, what, what are, what are some habits that are your go-tos? I'm just curious. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, the number one thing that I would say is reminding myself that I control my reality and that I control me. And what that means is I get to control my feelings. I get to control my thoughts and I get to control my actions. There are things in the outside world that we cannot control. Mm-hmm. And the minute that we put focus on those things, it alters our reality. Therefore, we don't understand that we, we can control that. Mm-hmm. For example, if my, if my car broke down, I can choose to be upset about that. Or I can choose to be like, you know what? It broke down. I'm going to get it fixed. Life goes on. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And probably one of the most important thing is, is is finding balance in your life and i wake up every single morning with gratitude that's the first thing that i do i take a moment to just breathe and just be grateful for at least three things in my life that i'm grateful for that day and i i usually try to make them different things and i don't just say them just to say them but i actually put my hand over my heart and i i take the time to feel that gratitude Mm -hmm. okay So what happens is I start my day with a positive intention and with a positive thought. And, you know, this habit is really important because it sets your day. And what I do from that moment on, it's it's really important, like making my bed, you know, and and having these routines, having that self-care time in the first hour of of the morning Mm -hmm. are really pinnacle moments for me that whatever comes my way, I'm already feeling grounded. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. And another thing is, uh, yes, it's that balance part, right? Which is, as you mentioned, you know, after 
certain amount of time, I don't get on social media. Um, I don't, um, on Sundays, I try not to be on social media at all, actually, if yeah. I really, really do my best not to do that. Yeah. Um, and just, if I'm going to teach people self-care, mm-hmm. then obviously I need to, to perform it myself. I need to, mm-hmm. to, to live this. And I do. Mm-hmm. And I, I always say lead by example. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, always find the balance and understand that your body mm-hmm. is a vessel of energy. It's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And anger, it's an energy. And you can choose to let it go through you process it let it go Mm -hmm. or you can choose to hang on to it Mm -hmm. right sadness frustration all these things that we experience as humans are beautiful things really because they give us opportunities to learn and feel Mm -hmm. but it's important to understand and to be really mindful of what you do with those emotions those feelings that you control and to just let them go let feel them and let them go Mm-hmm. So in doing that, I keep my vibration at a high state. And by keeping my vibration at a high state, when challenges come, when I'm feeling, you know, um, a little bit under the weather or things of that nature, I have the confidence mm-hmm. to push through those moments because I know that I control my thoughts mm-hmm. and I control my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I know the impact that they have based on how I choose to navigate those thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's such good stuff there. And you know, the one, one thing that jumped out was this, the vessel of energy, right. And so, and, and discerning, right. Now, I mean, I've been thinking about like my own journey with therapy, you know, which it's like crying about something when I'm crying with my therapist about something that happened mm-hmm. in my younger years. And I'm like, yeah. I'm still crying about this. But how do I, you know, how do I that allow those? It's like a versus it sitting there all day, every day, mm-hmm. right? And oh, I'm thinking about that all day, every day, that memory, that, you know, that trauma, that challenge. And I hear you kind of saying, like, you know, these are beautiful emotions. This is part of the human experience. Just realize as a vessel of energy, if you if you allow the anger and resentment to sit on the shoulder, that like for the next three weeks and you're hovering on that and focusing on that 24 seven, it's probably going to impact your world big time. Yes. So anyway, I I love what you're saying there with just, and then the balance piece and starting the day vibrate, like you talked about vibration and just how key that Mm -hmm. is where it's like, you know, that you have, you have choice that you have Mm -hmm. choice that we all have choice in what, you know, what we're thinking, what we're feeding our minds. I mean, you choosing to wake up and be like, all right, three things I'm grateful for, right? That's already just tapping into that vibration of, of wellness, right? The vibration of goodness, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, 100%. I love it. I love it. Um, mm. Well, I, I want to <laughs> honor your, yeah, I want to honor your time. And I also am just like, I'm just so grateful to have gotten to know you better today. I'm really excited to keep knowing you and, and continue to stay connected you. to you in these coming months and years, because um, shoot, I don't know, we'll, we'll co-create something. I know at some point again, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's so encouraging to hear you take us through the real, like, a, you know, and obviously I could, we could have dove in. I, I could ask you like a bunch of other questions about, oh, tell me more about what, you know, childhood was like, like you come, mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane to me. That's insane. Like you're coming into a school and everybody's talking a hundred miles an hour. And, you know, I don't know where your English was at at that point, but it sounds like not so much there. And so I'm just, yeah. I'm in awe of where you're at right now having walked through all that you've walked through and that you continue to just faithfully build that belief in what you're creating and build that belief in helping others and building that, you know, I just, I'm just proud of you, man. Um, Thank you. So yeah. I just, I think that it's a, 
it's a gift to hear hear those elements because um, you know I know a lot of listeners have their stories right they've got their stories they've got their hesitations they've got their how can I get through this feelings right you know and to hear you talk about how you're getting how you've chosen to get through it and you daily are choosing to say because mm-hmm. you know you could easily choose tomorrow to be like all right whiskey here we go but you're not yeah you're choosing mm-hmm. daily to just say you know what freaking water at the beginning of the day sounds perfect <laughs> you know or whatever yes so anyway just proud of you thanks so much for dropping us in i i um those of you who are who are listening today, whether on YouTube or podcast, just grateful for you coming and definitely reach out to Alex. Um, you know, if you'd like to dive in with some coaching and uh, and and dive in further and like have have him. You know, maybe you're going through some tough stuff right now, and you need just an encouraging accountability space. And you know, I think you've heard today, as I have, that's what Alex is seeking to create for for his for his clients and so um anyway just super grateful my closing question would be and we'll make sure we link all of your stuff so people can find you okay you know instagram (laughs) tiktok your website so people can contact you and and definitely get in touch with you so let's say there's a room full of twenty thousand, and they're Mm -hmm. like you you've they're on the edge of their seat. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been at, maybe they've been a part of this. Um, let's say they've been a part of like a, a weekend, a motivational weekend or something like that. And you're like, the, you're the keynote, the final night. And they're like, pens ready, hearts open. They're like, all right, I know this dude. I know this dude's been through some stuff. He's walked through some stuff. He can relate to me, right? He can relate to me. He, I, I know that he's felt the darkness, the challenge, the, the, the anger, all he's been through it. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what he's got to say, you know, what would, you know, and I know you've shared that throughout, you've shared really great wisdom and, and tips throughout, but what would be like two or three things that you're just like, you would want to send people away with, you would want people to mm-hmm. walk away, like chewing on or working on um, for themselves. Yeah, that's an awesome question. I love it. I think it's a very powerful question. And I'm going to give you three because I work in threes. Awesome. So one is something, the most important thing I would say is believe in yourself. I'm going to say that one more time. Believe in yourself. Believing in yourself has so much power, right? Because that's what creates a limiting world unlimited because if you believe that you can do something anything is possible which is look at just look at history so believe in yourself first and foremost secondly i learned this from the marine corps three words improvise adapt and overcome if you can just look at life at whatever comes at you if you can just improvise okay improvise to the situation improvise and and how things sometimes may not work out the way they do and improvise, adapt to the situation and overcome it. If you can just look at every obstacle in your life that presents to it's to you with those three words, you will get through it. Mm-hmm. And lastly, this is a very important one. Know when to quit and when to and look, learn when to quit, but never give up. Mm-hmm. Learn when to quit, but never give up. And what I mean by that is you should never give up on yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never quit on yourself. Never quit on your passions. Never quit on your beliefs. Never quit on, on your dreams, on the things that you want to achieve in this world as a human being, because you are one of a kind, mm-hmm. one out of 7.6 billion people in this beautiful world that we live in, there's no one like you. Mm-hmm. And that makes you the most unique individual in this universe. Mm-hmm. So don't quit on that. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself. And you know that if you can improvise, adapt, and overcome, you'll get through anything and everything in life. Mm-hmm. And that would be my message. Mm. I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. <laughs> I, I, I needed this today. 
I, I'm just so grateful for you, um, for you showing up and sharing so authentically and vulnerably with us. And um, again, those of you who are pumped and ready to ready to take your take your life to the next level, be sure to reach out to Alex through Instagram, through his website that we'll have linked, and um, just know that this dude is this dude has walked through it and is and is continuing to say yes um, to changing his own world and also helping other people shift and change their world. So, again, uh, to close. If this is your, was your first episode, thanks for joining us. Really happy yes. to um, have you with us and uh, just to know you're not alone. Um, know that Alex is on the healing journey himself and is daily doing his best to show up. And, you know, you're not, I'm, I'm here too. And there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us around the world. I think sometimes it feels like we're the only ones doing the gratitude in the morning. <laughs> we're the only ones like, trying, you know, trying to find, have some optimism, you know, or choosing to have optimism even better, right? We're, we feel yeah. like, wait, is everybody just like pissed off and stressed out all the time, you know? And so just know you're not alone. There's a lot of us that want to continue to raise and be a part of this awakening of, of healing. And my, you know, in my opinion, it's like yes. this awakening of healing where we're all kind of like looking at our life up till now. And we're saying, what is good? How can I grow that? What is crap? How can I unearth those roots and let them go? So mm -hmm. you're not alone. There's a lot of us healing. And I'm really grateful to be on the journey with y'all. And Alex, thanks for being a part of Our Healing Voices today, episode 22. Really thankful, man. No, thank you, Aaron. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm so, so grateful to you and all of the listeners and uh, for, for listening and tuning in and, and really being a part of this journey because you are now a part of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just remember that people like us and people like yourself listening, we can all make an impact in this world. It's not one or two responsibility. We all have that beautiful responsibility to just speak the language of the universe, which is love. Mm -hmm. So go out there, be and feel and really live love in your life and just heal. Heal so you can show up better for your family, for your friends, for the world, but most importantly, so you can you can make a difference in your life and in many others. So thank you so much, Aaron. It's been an absolute honor. Mm, so good, man. So good. Appreciate you. Thanks, y'all. Have a beautiful day. Bye.